0: Today, I am interviewing TJ Graham, played for NC State, spent four years in the NFL or played four seasons in the NFL, two with the Buffalo Bills, one with the Jets, and what was the fourth one? Sorry, I'm literally just... No, you're
1: good. You're good. <laughs> Eagles, Saints. Eagles, okay, First, yes. I played the Eagles, the Saints still. Put the Saints in there. Played like 10 games with the Saints, and then I Put was the season with the Eagles. Okay. And then I went on to do uh, like a hybrid year between cfl in carolina towards the end of my career and then i went on to the cfl for the final three till 2019
0: and not to mention is also was also a track star in college and high school how did that incorporate into your recruiting process as far as being a dual sport athlete having elite track speed i think was the fastest time 100 at 10 4 10 10
1: 10, 21
0: 10 21 so you had elite track speed what was that recruiting process like and did you start to favor one sport over the other
1: so The recruiting for track and football are like almost completely different. I actually, as like a freshman and sophomore, did not run track. So no Mm -hmm. one really knew other than the football teams that had played knew how fast I was. But once I started running track as a junior, I had already kind of like slightly committed to NC State in a way. All the other schools were kind of like hesitant to approach me, but the ones that did took like a very track approach, kind of have them come at me with, hey, come to school to run track or you can always play football type of yeah. thing. Like South Carolina, LSU, um, like Tennessee, anything that any school you can think of that needs some sprinters
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that play a little football, like, yeah, all those schools for sure, for sure. Like Oregon, places like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: so was it ever, did it ever cross your mind to put all your energy into track professionally or collegiately or there's always i uh, wanted to play football and also run track on the side kind of thing
1: well the unique part about my situation was like uh my dad's an olympian my mom's mm-hmm. a personal track runner and my dad was actually one of the best professional track coaches in the world he's still one of the best spring coaches in the world mm-hmm. at the moment right so he knows a lot about track and field so it was like mm-hmm. one day when i was like 14 and I was I was a hooper I thought I was a hooper <laughs> I, play, I like playing basketball a lot yeah um, and I, I don't know I just wanted to always play basketball but I wasn't always the greatest at it we kind of sat down and figured out like which sports I liked mm-hmm. and which sports I wanted to pursue my dad knowing and my parents knowing kind of how track is they kind of mm-hmm. were like you can run it right you'll be good yeah you will be good But you should definitely push for something that uses a little more security. So football was to go after that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of why I didn't play or run track my freshman or sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And track was definitely just like, hey, you can go run track. Now you've kind of cemented your football stuff like you're on on track. So Mm -hmm. track was just a compliment to the football stuff. Just to basically say, like, he is fast and he's Mm -hmm. really fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. And today you have a, there's a lot of kids or there's a lot of rhetoric surrounding dual sport versus focusing on one sport. You sometimes see parents telling their kids that they need to focus on football, even from the age of 12. And there there are some parents like that. And then there's a lot of coaches that say that the best athletes are dual sport athletes. They run track, they play basketball, they play football, they play soccer even. Where do you kind of fall in that argument? And I know you have a, young son so where do you even look to that for him as he's growing up
1: well being on this side of sport professional sport and playing it since i was like seven years old right Mm -hmm. i'd say diversity is more important than being specialized right so there's some situations that you're in and you're thankful that you ran track right and there's some certain situations that i'm in I just say more mentally than physically on the track that I'm thankful I played football. There are some times in sport where like I'm happy I played basketball, right? Cause all those skills that I learned were not skills. I may have been able to tap into on the football field or mm-hmm. track without crossing over to another sport. And the coolest part, what I actually coach now is a hybrid version of track and football. Mm-hmm. So me, you were saying it right on my alley of, I think there's a special way to kind of merge those two. Mm-hmm. and the immersion kind of just the you know combination of them is kind of where the beauty lies if we can find those overlaps in all sports and train similarly so like uh, i was just going off on a tangent i kind of work in that now with analytics where mm-hmm. we kind of look at different or different sports but have similar tendencies so like a quarterback to a pitcher baseball player to a golfer swing to a tennis player swing all those types of things and mm-hmm. in my specialty i look at how a sprinter runs compared to a, how, how a football player sprints or a soccer player sprints or baseball mm-hmm. or anybody sprints on another field. So I think it's important to diversify.
0: So when a parent comes to you or if an athlete even comes to you and asks your advice, if like, I think he's, even if it's, in, let's say it's a really good athlete like you were, and they come to you and say, do you think I should focus on track versus football while I'm in college? Like a, a young athlete who's maybe looking to go to the league or, even has olympic dreams what do you what is your advice to them specifically if they're extremely good at both and could probably go pro in both
1: well for sure if they can go pro in both in any sport and they have that ability you know they're stuck in that decision right i think it's just a matter of which one you want to have the biggest outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. You kind of put your eggs in there. So I never, I I, said crazy to say, like, I never sacrificed football for my track stuff, but that's almost not true because I actually didn't do winter workouts to run track, but I Mm -hmm. was running track to play better football. That right there was kind of how that worked, where I knew I needed to get in high level velocity and speed training. And so I'm like, track Mm -hmm. is it. So every time I approached the track, I still lifted weights. Yeah. I still moved around. I still wouldn't call balls. Like, you know, I still wouldn't rent some routes with my teammates when I could, but track was just that season. So. I actually think that they should figure out a way if the, both of them work together, then take it. But like if they're mm-hmm. two opposite spectrums sometimes, then yeah, it's, you know you should make a decision. So
0: Did you ever have any coaches who gave you a hard time on that at, at state or when it was like you're spending too much time on the track? We need you more watching film or doing this with the team. Did, was that ever a part of your experience there?
1: Um, so earlier on, I felt like as a freshman or sophomore, yes right even slightly as a junior right i felt mm-hmm. like i had a little bit of pushback running track just because it's not understood right it's not that they didn't want me to It's more yeah, so yeah. like uh, i got to keep the i got to keep these kids healthy so i want to keep them in places i understand i don't understand that space mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't until my after my junior season that i kind of had all my ducks in a row and they couldn't they have a, an excuse to tell me no so i went and ran and then they saw how well i did during the season because of it and yeah after that it was no question because I kind of solved that I, I kind of answered that question of is this a good thing for our football players? Yes. Like the following year we had like three or four more guys go out mm-hmm. from the football team. So yeah, I have always been that guy, that track guy that people try to put that stamp on. And I'm like, I can mm-hmm. actually move, I can play football. I'm just applying some skills that I, I got as a you know a blessing for my parents.
0: And you actually <laughs> had, you actually had hands too. <laughs> exactly. I'm, exactly. Some track I, I'm, guys. I'm not, Yeah, I've dropped
1: some balls, but I also drop as many balls as a regular football player does. I drop way more passes than most track guys, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because
0: I've I've definitely seen, I don't think he was there when you were up at Prolific, but this guy Dennis that Ricky's been working with, he was a track guy, A&T. And the first few weeks, and even before (laughs) I met him, Dude cannot catch to save his life, (laughs) but now he's like snagging everything. So I'm like, it definitely, it's, it shows that catching is definitely something people are just naturally good at. And this also can be a learned skill as far as that goes.
1: So at my, at my, at my current job right now, I, uh, I assess like top quarterbacks in the nation. So we need somebody to catch the balls. They're throwing at college level. So yeah, you're just not going to have anybody out there catching it. So all the kids call me hands. (laughs) <laughs> all the kids call me hands because of all the people there, I have the best hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is cool. Because on some teams, I've been like, Yeah, I haven't always had the best hands compared to my teammates. Yeah. But like in the real life, I can catch anything. So.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, you see a lot of guys and why they may not work out in the NFL it's just they can't catch (laughs) or even even in college too when it comes to getting recruited you you mentioned your current job now what is the biggest advice you give to high schoolers three star three four stars like yourself who have some notoriety on the high school level, or compared to people who either have no stars or there are one, two star guys, what is the biggest advice you give them they were to come to ask you for it?
1: Well, recruiting advice I actually do give out is I kind of approach it very functional, right? Like kind of put them in scenarios that they understand. So, I mean, I've I've talked to both genders, right? I've coached both and I've always Mm -hmm. explained it kind of like dating, right? It's like dating, especially high school kids. They're at that point of like, do they like me? Don't they like me? And I'm like, do they know you exist? Right. Yeah. So my question is, do they know you exist? Cool. Now they know you exist. Right. So now what qualities are they looking for? All right. Do you fit those qualities? Do you play basketball? She really likes basketball players. Mm-hmm. Cool. You probably don't play basketball. So you need to figure out a way to get in front of her without playing basketball. All right. You need to figure out a way to get in front of her, even on the basketball court because you're not the only one playing. Right. Are they looking for tall, fast, short, medium? Like what's their scheme? Do you fit their scheme location wise? i far do you have to travel? Right you know what i'm saying like all those things yeah so i kind of look at it like that where if you're trying to get recruited by a college like you gotta look at it like this is a very pretty girl or pretty guy right mm-hmm. very these people that are like popular at your school you're trying to get their attention so kind of look at it like that especially if it's a school you really want to go to get their attention you know highlight yeah. things with yourself constantly be on it don't expect them to come looking for you because you are your unless you do something that gets their attention but still you still need to talk to them as such so that's kind of how i explain it where you just need to be conversational and show interest figure out what you do and don't want figure out Mm -hmm. what they do and don't want
0: and align with that i feel like you probably definitely or might agree with the fact that your highlights almost don't matter as much as showing up to their camps or talking to them
1: your highlights are what like it's like your dress like it's like Mm -hmm. what gets you seen you're like wow you look great yeah it's so shallow it's so shallow right like Mm -hmm. wow you have sweet shoes but let me see what, let me see what else you have, right? Let's see how your grades are. Let's see what kind of character person you are, right? Yeah. So what type of teammate you are and see how your, what your work ethic is, right? Because you can fool me with a sweet outfit for one day, but is your outfit fire every single day, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your style? So like highlights are glimpses into what you can do, but consistently, what is, what does a game look like? like what does a full game look like how do you put together a full game like are you blocking Are are you catching a few highlights but you're making a lot of errors somewhere else like do you know your plays type of stuff and we're talking yeah. about football right yeah other sports basically just kind of you know think about it as consistency like consistently show up If your highlight tape if you can't make a short highlight tape because you have too many highlights that's a really good problem yeah <laughs> that's a good problem right but if you cannot create a highlight tape long enough that kind of puts together a consistent flow, then you need to dig down deep and, you know, work on it because you don't want to get in a car and drive it 10% of the time or 20% of the time. You want it to turn on 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. So recruiting wise, you want somebody that's going to catch the ball 100% of the time, at least 90 plus.
0: (laughs) So when you're watching or when you're working with quarterbacks and receivers and you're watching uh, receivers film, what do you think are the most important? intangibles, whether skills required for a receiver to be successful on the next level for college, and then also the pros, is it their route running ability, the scope of their route tree, their speed? What do you think is the most important thing also that a coach can maybe mold into an elite receiver on the next level?
1: Well, what's cool about that question is because like every athlete to some degree needs to figure that out. They need to figure out like, like what their specialty is themselves. So I think that's very important as well. Like knowing what you bring to the table so that you can pinpoint things. So like working with us, uh, bring up Thayer Thomas from the other day, right? So Thayer is actually a good football player. He was a good football player before I met him. I saw him run around. And I'm like, you're a good football player, right? Now, the question you asked was like, what things they need to highlight and work on. Like he's already situationally, and he's a very intellectual football player. I think that's important to understand mm-hmm. the game, whatever sport you're playing to that degree, so that your mind can help every limb of your body move. Now, mm-hmm. the next phase of that is understanding the game and then basically having the ability to train every part of your body to respond to those brain waves firing to that point. So, like, you need to have control to your fingertip, down to your toe, but everything comes from your mind, knowing where to come from, and you know, knowing where, uh, Where nowhere to go so pretty much if you know where to go you can run fast and jump high now if you know how to run fast and jump high you're good (laughs) everything else is easy right you just react to where you need to go where you understand so i think an athlete's intellect and understanding the game or their position or their plays or just how their body functions itself then having the ability to move the body in those positions to do it you have like a library of ways to like create a play, right? You can Mm -hmm. jump, dive, backhand, forward, you know, whatever, however you want. So I kind of think those are important. Everything else takes care of itself.
0: And as you were learning the position, because the biggest thing I've noticed from working with Ricky and just watching him train is how in-depth it actually is with route running and the techniques and lowering your hips and getting out of breaks i'm like the average fan just doesn't understand this and then on sundays or saturdays for college or whatever day they're watching football they get pissed off at a receiver for not doing something or it looks like and there's so many different levels would it kind of speak to that and also what was your experience with learning the position like when it comes to that side of things
1: well you're right about the depth of the receiver position right It's kind of a space that is like a beautiful art in a way that if you figure it out, you figure it out. And I feel like the guys that actually figured out are the ones that like, (laughs) like their careers aren't like the craziest, like the most lavish, like they are the ones that just kind of like went through it, you know, hurdle after hurdle and figured out how to get through each step of it to understand it all the way down. So those are like some of the best Mm -hmm. teachers, but some of, but watching the guys that could do it so effortlessly is why fans think it looks so easy. Cause mm-hmm. there are some guys I watch and I'm like, I don't know how he got it out of that break. So smooth. Like, yeah, I don't know how he did that. So there are some people that just have that ability to do it, but then there are some people who have to work at that art and the art of it is mm-hmm. deep. It's deeper than just running route and coming out of and catching it. It is like manipulating another person and the other person's actions are, you know, y- y- you can't predict. Like you can predict, but you can't predict, right? So you're, yeah, and then you have all these different variables that come into it, like traction on the ground, uh, you know, the defensive scheme, the play you're running, uh, the weather, the quarterback mm-hmm. has to throw the ball, the O line has to block, splits, depth. Then you have to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on top of that, right? <laughs> so like, there's so much that goes into it that uh, you're right. To the untrained eye, just seems very easy. Like just run over there and catch the ball. Um, if only it were that easy.
0: (laughs) And I think a a lot of casual fans, they don't understand the timing of football. You know what I mean? Because even myself, who's watched football since I was seven, been a fan of the NFL, fan of football in general, played football in high school, obviously. And now I've really started to realize just from watching Ricky, the timing from quarterback to throw the ball to the receiver, the process is just so much faster than you would realize. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy fast. Like I, I kind of still operate that in my daily life where like I move really fast. Like I, I think really quickly, like to get up to the huddle or to get out of the huddle, right? To get in the huddle, hear the play call, know what you have to do, which is memory and then not knowing what you just have to do, but also knowing what you have to do down and distance-wise, according mm-hmm. to this defense, run the route. Now def- go against the player. Like This is going through your mind. As you're jogging out to the line, then you line up. you got to figure out where your split is to run the best route, to have the best leverage, to get the best outcome. But sometimes mm-hmm. the outcome isn't always best for you. It's better for another teammate. So now you have to figure out, am I running this route to get the ball? Am I running it to get somebody open? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a lot. And then you finally get to the line, and you're standing there, and then you look out. Then there's the defense, and you try to analyze defense based off of what you see, and sometimes their pre-snap read is not their snap read. Then you have to adjust, and then you're running a route within four seconds, catching a ball, thinking about all of that quickly.
0: Yeah. It's also why some we see some players have all the athletic tools, and then they're not able to succeed, and even go pro or make it from mm-hmm. high school to college. Moving on somewhat to your professional career, what was the combine process like as far as talking to nfl teams i know you were extremely successful in college when it comes to your kick return game from at least the numbers i looked at it was like 26 to 27 yards of kick return every single time from what from what i saw so like and then you also had (laughs) had your track speed so what were those convert what were those conversations like pre-draft and were there also any kind of weird questions like we heard about when Darius Geis was coming out
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't get any actually I did get some good questions but not too crazy um shoot the NFL combine was definitely like probably number one most stressful week of my life I think mm-hmm. I want to say it was most stressful moment to like the rest of my career to describe it where I was so anxious because I've been waiting for that since I was like a kid Mm -hmm. and then I'm there and then everything there is right like everything I want is riding off of being there in a way and you have seen what you saw on tv over the last couple years you're like wow but where they don't explain to you is like three days leading up to the on tv running like it is like running you through the mill like you get there you hop off the bus drop your stuff off at the, like this random hotel room you meet these random people they tell you where to go at some point then you hop on a mm-hmm. bus go to hotel i mean hotel the hospital you do like your general med- medical stuff for a couple hours have back like, go on the bus come back like eat move around then they can't tell you where to go and you have all these informal interviews where you have to meet with all the teams so you're like mm-hmm. waiting to talk to all these teams and like put on your best face and your best foot forward like all day and all the time and we really don't have much time to relax <laughs> yeah uh team, guys have done it a little bit better than i had i did i just guess i didn't prepare for as well as i should have but it's a it's a very stressful time where it's a time for you to show the scouts your personality mm-hmm. time to show the scouts your smarts you know see you in person talk to people you speak to coaches gms you have your formal interviews which is the full the full like brass in there like everyone who's in charge of something is in a meeting I had a couple of those like the craziest one I had was uh, I think it was the Jets at the time Mm -hmm. and uh I had gotten in trouble for something in school like school like education wise I think I had to like serve like a a half suspension for like being late to class or something not my Mm -hmm. proudest moment but it, it happens right it's in college and I remember uh like this guy popping up from behind the bar being like so what happened here during this game and he was nowhere to be seen like he's legit like behind the bar sitting down yeah and it's dead silent and dude just pops up out of nowhere and asks this random question and that's kind of like what happens like you kind of get that flow or people just asking you random questions trying to like get a rise out of you see how you react it was all good it's all good just be prepared for like them trying to figure out how you react if someone on the field throws something at you so <laughs>
0: what was what was the wonderlick test like <laughs> ah, it was cool <laughs> actually process. it was cool
1: the wonder text was cool. Cause like, I kind of wanted to, you know, see how smart I was compared to everyone, everyone mm-hmm. else. And I actually did pretty well. Like I did really well for the receivers, which kind of got me drafted a little bit higher mm-hmm. because they could see like, you know, cognitively, like he's not stupid. Right. Not saying yeah. that was the point, but he's witty. <clears throat> it's like a bunch of just seeing how you think like, Finish this uh, sequence, uh, you know, stuff like that, like mm-hmm. shapes. Sometimes there were word problems, there were numbers, there was all sorts of cool stuff in there. So,
0: some people make a big deal about it when it comes to quarterbacks. How much do you think that tests actually determining factor of how successful a quarterback is going to be or player is also going to be?
1: Mm. Well, I think it's important. I don't think it really has that much importance, but I think it's important to be able to decipher patterns and sequences. Uh-huh. It's kind of what football is. Like, you kind of, if you can see something, if you can remember like three steps before to get three or four steps ahead, it's kind of like chess, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of like that, where if you can see the sequence, you can figure out the next one, possibly process of elimination. So mm-hmm. from the quarterback standpoint, you keep seeing something, seeing something, seeing something, it's got to be this. And you have to be able to sh- decipher that pretty quickly. So the Wonderlick test is kind of like that. But there are definitely other ways. They're, they're trying to think of all sorts of ways to change that. So I'm working in the East-West Shrine Bowl, Shrine Bowl right now, and they're doing mm-hmm. they're not doing the Wonderlick. They're doing another test. So okay. but it's very similar in type of... a. Uh, cognitive ability stuff
0: yeah because especially even with high school i'd feel even more so than college they're just athleticism takes over it's even more important to understand what their understanding of the game is compared to other guys because
1: especially at the pro level you're right the pro level is different you're kind of a little more even when it comes to athleticism wise so you Mm -hmm. your feet don't always make the play your eyes and mind have to make yeah then your feet
0: so, so off of that, your first introduction to the NFL was getting drafted by the Bills. What was that first season like? Was training camp kind of a surreal experience? And you also were part of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, who's now <laughs> been in the league, it feels like, for a century. What, yeah. was, what was he like as your quarterback, too, to add on <laughs> to that question?
1: Well, I will say this. I'll give a plug to Ricky. So I met Ricky that january and he actually helped me out through so much like told me a little bit of what to expect and how to move Mm -hmm. and i was just saying something i was like if i had not met ricky i don't i think i would have been like light years behind in in some type of capacity like route running and just kind of not overall knowledge but just kind of like the nfl type of style yeah so getting into getting to buffalo was like it was pretty cool first off to get drafted was like probably one of the coolest moments ever like i just remember sharing that experience with my family and just kind of being like yeah all, all that hard work makes sense now because i've been throwing the ball over my house since i was probably like seven years old like just throwing the football just hanging around the football all the time for it actually to make sense yeah like, 23 years later right perfect um but no so like the first couple of days of football were like first couple of days in general were surreal like <clears throat> i remember just showing up and being like all right i have a clearance." pass i guess i'm supposed to be here and you walk in, you're <laughs> yeah. like oh i have a locker i guess i'm supposed to be here and you're like okay there's a jersey yeah. all right did i put this jersey on oh i go to practice are these cleats mine and then for you know it, you're like i'm on mm-hmm. the field look at that look there's like mario williams look that is cj spiller that is so and so you're like oh my god right yeah but after a while, you realize I belong here, right? Then you get to training camp and training camp is a different monster. Training camp is when you get to see like the real football come out, which is actually mm-hmm. probably the coolest moment. You're like, cool, I get to really just play football as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. Like uh, to a degree, you can't do that on all levels. Like in college at some point, yeah, but you're going to run into somebody who just doesn't mm-hmm. belong there at some point. Uh, in the NFL, you can literally just go. I mean, someone's going to stop you, but they're probably doing it in right. a way too that's very creative and artistic. Mm-hmm. So it was actually pretty cool. It was pretty tough though because it was fr- uh, like rookie year in a way. I didn't to get my hair cut. I didn't to get hazed. Not saying that was a thing. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you wind up with uh, some, yeah. wild, some yeah. wild cut. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then you're talking about what Ryan Fitzpatrick like. Fitz is definitely probably one of the smartest football players I've ever met for sure. Mm -hmm. very smart very on and off the field did perfect one early score i think or he missed one i think
0: i think he had had like a 50 or something like that yeah yep 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 Yep. so stupid
1: yeah yep so he's probably one of the smartest guys i've ever met like he can understand those Sequences and mm-hmm. uh, patterns very quickly. Like his process of elimination is probably faster than anybody, <laughs> or he just knows it.
0: <laughs> what was what was his personality like? Because he's had so he's had the highest of highs in games. You know, we'll see him throw for four hundred yards and five touchdowns, and then he has the lowest of lows. So, what do you think has kind of from interacting with him and being on a team for him? Because I think he was gone from the Bills the next season. Yeah, I believe yeah, right? no, no, no. So, yeah. what do you? Why do you think? was the biggest factor in his career kind of taking that path. Like I
1: said, earlier, he's really smart. So Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone that's a billionaire or those really smart individuals has not failed at some point, taking a risk. Mm -hmm. And those risks aren't really what are highlighted. Those those aren't highlighted. Like only in sports are our losses highlighted. Like no one should ever talk about how many games, no, actually no one really cares how many games Tom Brady lost, if you think about it, right? Because he's a champion, right? To that degree, like, brian patrick has won a lot of games with his smarts a lot of games and he's tried stuff in other spaces that didn't work but he's still been playing for how many years so clearly whatever he's doing is working <laughs> there's a reason he's That's, a
0: start or it looks a, like it would yeah, be a starter a, again for washington yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah. he's that type of individual so i think it's just uh because he's able to you know balance it out up top in his mind with his mental like his body mm-hmm. is able to do it a little bit longer and he doesn't have to rely on his body as much mm-hmm. because he he can intellectually process it and you know take those hits off when he doesn't have to but he does take hits and deliver <laughs> some. <laughs>
0: so to what extent do you think that a situation the situation a player is drafted into makes or breaks their career from a success standpoint
1: 100 makes a huge difference so if you get drafted to a team that chemistry wise you don't fit with it's mm-hmm. it's tough right so but being drafted is a blessing it's being drafted is cool being drafted gives you the guaranteed money that a lot of this is what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So to a degree, you want that, but you really can't pick, which is why they're drafting you basically saying you don't get a choice. Yeah, we're just taking you. So you can either take that or you can always decline it <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. and pick where you want to go. Right. You sure yeah. can. But at the same time, I think it's very important especially as a receiver right mm-hmm. so the year i got drafted it was there were a bunch of like you know speedy fast guys and i thought i was going to indianapolis i was going to play mm-hmm. for the colts right and with
0: Peyton, it doesn't that matter have been that would
1: have been andrew luck yeah yeah see now that situation is different right so now you're there with a young quarterback who they clearly mm-hmm. going to give some time to build with and you're a rookie as well so you have time to build with them and anytime they need to build and work on stuff you're probably going to be their first call so mm-hmm. once you get that report out know, on the field, case in point TY Hilton, right? Mm-hmm. You had a great career. So yeah. I think those are important, right? Um, very important, very important. And just willing for them, willingness for them to like kind of have patience with you.
0: You made it, you made it to the NFL. You realized your dreams from when you were a kid and you played in the CFL and you ultimately had a successful career, all things considered done something that every basically 99.9% of people who have football dreams aren't able to realize. But what advice would you have given yourself or when you look back on your professional career, would you give yourself to have given your career maybe a little bit more longevity or would have helped you been more successful and effective in the years you did play professionally?
1: Yeah, well, to kind of sum it up, I tell my old or younger self to keep grinding, but be smarter about it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like lazy, but tough guy my way through a lot of situations because kind of what we were taught, just kind of, you know, push through it. I feel like that's an old school mentality, right? Because there are guys who are just saying no to stuff now Mm -hmm. and saving their bodies and then getting to that same spot you're at and they are like way fresher than you are. They are way healthier. Mm-hmm. And you're going to lose that battle every time. But hard work does get you pretty far ahead. So I just continue to work hard. I just a little smarter. All those injuries that you have kind of build up or it's not even that you uh, you have the injuries. It's just avoiding the situations that put you in those problems, right? Just being mm-hmm. a little smarter because the body is what you need. Your body is your asset. Your body is your is your money. So you have mm-hmm. to take care of it and think about that from a younger age. So mm-hmm. I would kind of Go back to it like that. I feel like I I hustled pretty hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I was always doing something. I was always doing something. Always doing something to the degree of, uh, I still hustle that same way now. So I would never change that. But... mm I would just do a little smarter.
0: Are injuries kind of what shortened your NFL career?
1: For sure. I got injured after my second year. Like my, I was actually evolving kind of into the receiver that I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of just was pushing my body as far as it can go. Like I, I gained the weight. I put on the muscle. I lifted heavier. I ran fast. I did everything right. To the degree, your body at some point is like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. So once you reach that point after that, you just kind of hold it on. But it's cool that some athletes don't ever get that point. Or they kind of just slow the like slow the flow of water. Yeah. Like slow the bleeding, right? If you can slow it down, you can kind of keep it because it's, it's really it. But some things mm-hmm. happen where it's just tough. Somebody's body, everyone's body is going to break down. The guys that get to walk right away and just say, I'm done. Yeah. Those are very, very,
0: very rare. <laughs> it's it's also so weird, like how everyone's body is so different. And I think it's something I definitely, from my experience in high school, that a lot of high school coaches don't understand. Like myself, I had four surgeries in high school. And then I'm thinking I was going to play on the next level, division two, at least that's kind of what a lot of people around me were telling me and then injuries kind of derailed those dreams. It, but then you see, I'm like, Oh, I should have trained done this and done this. And but like, evidently some people make it through and their bodies make it through mm-hmm. so it's it's crazy how a lot of people's bodies can handle certain levels of work differently and then yep. there's people like eli manning who seem to <laughs> never get injured yeah. <laughs> they're always yeah. healthy and somehow yep. the, the crap knocked out of them sitting back yep. in the pocket and somehow always get back up kind of off that question you played high school you played college you played in the nfl who is to you the biggest what if player that you played with or played against either their careers were completely derailed by injury or off the field issues or some other type of something that inter- interfered with their ability to pursue their professional career?
1: I think I have two. I think I have two for you. So my first one was a running back I played with in high school. That was mm-hmm. Matt Ball was probably like the baddest white boy running back I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> saucy, like played yeah. really high-level point guard style, but at running back, like very mm. smooth, like just would flow through the defense, hit it when he had to, We could run fast, strong, very explosive. But he like tore his ACL <laughs> a couple of yeah. times. So like we never got to see it. And he's definitely one of the most athletic people, definitely probably one of the most athletic people I've played with. And uh, I would go on to say like pro, I don't want to miss somebody, but I got a chance to play with Sammy Watkins for a little bit. Just seeing how explosive he was up close at some points, And then yeah. knowing that he's kind of injured now, I'm like, man, had that kid stayed healthy, it would have been a wrap. Like he would have been, like he's still really good. But yeah. like, to a degree, like, his explosion is not, like, what I ever saw it was. Like, he, <laughs> when he came into the league, it was like, this is what they're making down there? Like, yeah. <laughs> God, I, I, like, my mindset was I needed to, tr- to train harder this offseason. I, I I thought it was going to be cupcake. Is this what I looked like last year? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so. Yeah.
0: He yeah. was the number one guy out of that class, just kind of as when people look back on his class, unfortunately for him. Odell and Mike Evans are drafted after him <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's definitely a big big yeah, shadow he's that kind good of over though. that part of it yeah
1: he's that good though yep.
0: for me it's always it's always Victor Cruz because as a New York Giants mm-hmm. fan who grew up watching him he was for the one season probably the best in my opinion slot receiver in the NFL then he wins the Super Bowl with Giants has two good years after that Odell gets drafted then he doesn't get to play any games with Odell and then tears his knee and then misses I think base misses a whole year and I never mm-hmm. get to watch him play prime cruise mm-hmm. play alongside prime Odell and that always upsets me
1: <laughs> that's how it goes though you know how it goes injuries are that you know yeah how it
0: goes they're they're such a bummer <laughs> yeah,
1: it's human it's just it's just like human error right humans yeah. are we're not perfect right if they're robots I'd be upset but we're not robots mm-hmm. and, and that's health... kind of where kind of where you have to understand that right mm-hmm. we're not robots like you're not yeah. a robot I wish you were right It's mm-hmm. to be a little bit you know it would be nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the healthiest
0: teams also are the ones that are the most successful (laughs) it looks like at the end of the day because of the super bowl we had the chiefs lose their tackles and all of a sudden they can't block the bucks because they have two of the best edge rushers in the nfl who are your favorite receivers to watch now are there is there someone in college maybe or a few pros that you love to watch because of their game and what they're able to do in the field
1: it's slightly embarrassing what I'm about to say since I've been retired what two three years now I've yeah. just been taking a break from watching a lot of football really yeah I I, I coach it right mm-hmm. now and it's brought me back into that space and I watch guys now but I don't watch it to like enjoy it I watch it to analyze it so I'm just getting back into that point of like enjoying football like I'm just like this season might be the first season i watch and enjoy the whole mm-hmm. season instead of feeling like analytical about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like the first time that i'm able to kind of enjoy football again compared mm-hmm. to watching it as like a player like it was hard for me for a while to get to that point because every time you watch it you're watching it analytically instead of watching it like for mm-hmm. entertainment so but i'll give you a few okay. i'll give you a few i like jarvis landry like his mm-hmm. hustle i like how he plays i love that i love that i love that part of his game i kind of tuned into to kind of like watch some of his offseason training if i'm being super cliche and easy like tyreek hill to me is exactly what the football football needs really fast guys that can play football mm-hmm. and there's a lot more guys out there that can do that they just need a little more uh, specified training into s- some specifics like mm-hmm. i feel like not all track guys are bad football players. There's just track guys that run really well that need to understand when you run fast, certain things pop up on the football field that you need to be aware of. And then shout out to all of my guys that I, I've played with for sure. Every guy that I've played that's still playing, like those are definitely my dudes. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I'm probably everyone that's still playing biggest fan. Mm -hmm. To a degree, I'm like, you're doing exactly what I wanted to do, and you must do it. Like, keep going. If I can help you, I help you. I want to help you play longer. Let's go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Through you, I'm going to have fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So who you you mentioned Tyree Kill. Who's your uh, wide receiver totem pole as far as that? It was like top threes. Is Tyreek number one for you? A lot of people seem to take mm. away from him because he doesn't have the height, or a, a lot of people have Devonte number one or DeAndre now, and some people have a lot of people sell Julio. So what what is your totem pole look or rankings look like so, for that? So
1: the 2008 high school class, Julio was our number one receiver. So I'm definitely going to go with our class, right? If mm-hmm. Julio's still playing and we're the same age, yeah, Julio's still number one for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Big, fast, can run. Man, I'm this controversial. I, I like Keenan Allen Mm -hmm. tian allen to me he's from north carolina at the same time he actually runs some of the best routes (laughs) in the game right now he doesn't get enough publicity or credit you know Devontae adams is catching the ball from aaron Rodgers most of the time so Mm -hmm. to a degree that's super easy right to a degree you know i'm trying to i'm not saying it's easy right i'm not saying what he does but having an ace in the backfield throwing in the ball is like so much simpler as receiver like it just Mm -hmm comes to where it should be and if you can catch you can catch but he makes really good plays Uh, but i would definitely say tyreek is up there because of his skill set and me having a similar skill set i must support him but i'm more of a julio keenan allen let's go with cheetah one, mm-hmm. two, three.
0: So uh, a lot of people, if they hear you say Keenan Allen too, and I definitely agree with the fact, kind of flies under the radar because he's he's been with the Chargers and he's been injured 20 days once. He doesn't get as much love, which is kind of weird compared to the DeAndre Hopkins and the Devontae Adams of the world.
1: Like D Hop has just good hands. Like D Hop is just good ball skills. Like I'm uh I like the route I like I, I like the route running. It's creative, it's artistic, right? Mm-hmm. Julio is Julio is is to me, like you can have a conversation between D. Hop, Devontae, and Julio mm-hmm. all day, right? All day. That's it's just pick your. They're all similar to me. They just kind of all do it very similar. Very
0: mm-hmm.
1: tall, lanky, still skilled, fast receivers. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. But the other two are different. So Keen Allen runs routes better than anybody, and Tyreek here runs faster than anybody. So
0: Julio, still when I watch him, like well, he does everything well. So uh, yeah, exactly, and he's just, his age is
1: his age is just it. But right. I get I did get to see Calvin Johnson play in person a couple times. So, mm-hmm. man, that's a different person. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a Julio. It's a bigger Julio. Yeah, he
0: was six so. five, running a four yeah. two or something like that. <laughs> It's so crazy when you look at I saw some stat just randomly about him that he started playing in the NFL, retired in the NFL and was inducted into the Hall of Fame all while Tom Brady was still playing and is still playing Mm now, (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. so crazy to Mm -hmm. think about. (laughs) Came to the league after him. Brady was in the league, I think, for seven years by the time he came in or something like that. And then he has a long career. It becomes one of the greatest ever and then retires and is in the Hall of Fame while Brady just won a Super Bowl. All right. Well, that is all the questions I have for you. I greatly appreciate you coming and doing this interview for me. I should have it posted sometime this week, depending on when my schedule allows for me to edit uh, edit and get that (laughs) part of things done because that is the longest part of the process, unfortunately just once again thank you i appreciate it and hopefully we can maybe talk in the future again
1: yes sir for sure for sure easy money i think this is cool i appreciate you having me on here so
0: appreciate it and if you're watching if you've somehow found my video and you don't you don't know who tj is or do it for the gram on instagram i think right yep uh, tj Graham. give him a follow appreciate him for doing this and i'll see you guys in the next interview